Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and welcome to Nancy's Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And we have a wonderful guest. She's back. Barbara Berger is back. And welcome back to the High Road, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Oh, I'm excited. You know, she's got so many books. How many books do you have? Have you written, by the way? I have written about 20 books. <laughs> so I've written a lot of books. <laughs> Yeah, and she, and you are and you're joining us from tell Copenhagen, us. Denmark. So I'm over here in Europe. I love it. What's going on over there? How are things? Well, Europe is pretty challenged. There's a war going on not very far from where I live. Right. Uh, so the fight for democracy goes on. Wow. And it really impacts you over there, I'm sure. Yes, it does. Of course. It's close. I mean, it's like from where you are, if you're going to go to, you're in Arizona to Florida. I mean, it's not that far away. You can you can drive to Ukraine from here. It's, so crazy. Have a lot of the people come to Denmark? Yes, yes. There are a lot of refugees when the war first started. Uh, several million people left Ukraine. I mean, they lost. It was mostly women and children. Right. So you have a lot of Ukrainian refugees also here in Denmark. So. Well, I'm really glad you're here today. You guys, if you don't know about Barbara, I'm going to give you just a quick synopsis here. So sit back and relax. She's American born. She is the bestselling author. Oh, here we go. 15. Well, actually, it's 20 self-empowerment books. <laughs> After Barbara left the USA to protest against the Vietnam War in the 1960s, she settled in Scandinavia and she con continued her quest to learn more about the science of the mind, spirituality and psychology. And today she gives workshops, coaching. Uh, she helps clients harness the power of their own minds. And she does live in Copenhagen, Denmark, and we'll give you her Facebook and her um, website and everything. You know, we're going to talk about the road to power. And I told you before the show, this is something is the we, you talk about so much in this book. I mean, there's so <laughs> much in here. Um, I couldn't put it down. I made so many notes. I I wrote some affirmations. I mean, this is I stuff I it. well, it's stuff I know, but stuff I learned that I didn't know, and things <laughs> that people. You know, let's get into this. Let's just get into this. So you said, I felt moved to write this book because these techniques helped me so much. I wanted to share them with you. So I guess my big question is, when did you realize that the spoken word was so powerful and was because everybody has a story? Like, when did you finally get it and go, oh, shoot? <laughs> well, actually, if you'd like to, to know how this book came about, it has a very interesting background, actually. Okay. All right. So at the time when it came to me, this book, I mean, I had been studying these things for many years, as you've just read, and I've uh, been working on different approaches, and we had a health food center and all kinds of stuff. Okay. But at the time, I was a single mother with three children. I had been working very hard and I was very stressed out of my mind. And so I decided that I was going to take a break for three weeks. And I told all my friends and family and everyone that I was going far, far away. So everybody thought I had gone away, but I didn't go away. I, I stayed home and uh, north of Copenhagen, Denmark, where I live, there, there are some great forests, woods, wonderful ancient forests. So I decided every day to go, took my bicycle and went in oh, the woods, praying and meditating all by myself. I did it for three weeks. Wow. And on the very last day, 
of the three weeks. It was a very peaceful evening. I went down to a beach. There was a deserted beach and I went to the beach and I was sitting there very blissful and just being and enjoying the silence. And, and suddenly I, I got knocked on the head. I literally got knocked on the head and a voice said to me, Barbara, you're going to write a book take out a pencil and paper. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then a voice said to me, the title of the book is The Road to Power. So I wrote that down. And then the voice said chapter one, and it said the, the title of chapter one, and I wrote that down. And chapter two, the title of chapter two, and what that was about, the chapter three, and it dictated the whole book to me. And then it said, go home and write it. And I was totally stunned. I had heard about channeling before. Of course, I had heard about it, but it never happened to me before. Right. So anyway, then once I got this very powerful message, I went home and I wrote it all down, everything that the voice said to me. But it, it happened so quickly and it was so powerful. And it just sort of as it was actually as if the book wrote itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then after I was done, I, I, I was a well-known author already by that time, had many books published in many languages already. Mm -hmm. And so I sent the book to my, my publisher here in Copenhagen, and they refused it. And the woman who was the editor, she, she wrote to me this, really, I never got a letter like that before from a publisher, a very angry letter that the book was too simplistic. And she ended her tirade with, the book is nothing more than fast food for the soul. That was her criticism. <laughs> Is that where you got that? I love that's it. That's where I got it. <laughs> and it's really interesting because many countries have published the book under that title, fast, <laughs> fast food for the soul. So it's, she there's many- contributed. She contributed <laughs> to it. Oh my gosh. So well, anyway, so wow. after that, after that, nobody would publish it anywhere. And so I decided since this book had come to me in this very powerful way, sure. that it was my responsibility to share this information. So I decided to publish it myself. So I published it myself. And when we finally got the printed books, I only printed a thousand copies to begin with because I thought if nobody wants it, at least I've done what the universe said and I just give it away. But on the day that the book came from the printers to us, uh, a woman who I had been coaching and teaching, who was a very, very famous journalist here in Scandinavia, she had been in the hospital with cancer and so on. She had I had given her the manuscript of this book to help her in her healing journey. Oh, wow. And the synchronicity of the universe was the day that I got the book, she came out of hospital and wrote a full page article about the book which came on the front page of the Sunday section of the biggest Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And so then everybody wanted the book, of course. And so it became a bestseller. And then it was published in Sweden and Norway. And so now it's published in 30 languages uh, and sold more than a million copies around the world. And I, I get letters and, and I hear from people every day who say that this book, this little book here, it has totally changed their lives. Well, so, yeah, I'm going to say the same thing because I know a lot of this stuff and I, everybody, I'm human. I'm normal. I, even though I know this stuff, it doesn't mean I don't get in a rut. 
<laughs> and it's interesting because God works in mysterious ways. And I got your book out because I knew you were coming on the show and I started to read it and I needed this personally so bad. Mm. I mean, and so I picked out the things you guys that I thought y'all would want to hear <laughs> that I thought. No, I, think, I think before we go into the things that you think that you want to share, which of course we should do. I just like to yes, read the, the, the first page since oh, that's, please, please this is what was dicked dictated to me the first page okay the road to power we are what we think we become what we believe our life is what we visualize our life is what we say it is we can change our lives by changing our thoughts this is a book about power This is a book about the ways in which you can control your life and create the life you've always wanted to live. Our thoughts and words are all powerful. Through our thoughts and words, we create our lives. We are the only ones who have complete control over our thoughts and words because we are the only thinkers in our minds. This is why we are so powerful. So... That was last. Yes. Well, it's the truth. And the <laughs> yes. thing is, it's the truth. And, and, you know, we're never, we're not taught as I read this too. I wanted to mention to you, a thought came in my mind more than once that this should be taught in school. Everyone says that everyone tells me exactly that. Why don't we teach this in school to our children? Well, because if I knew this when I was a kid, it would have changed my life. Yes. Now, I learned it when I got older in a different way, but you learned it from divine intervention, which is so powerful, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, You say the real point of power is inside. Do the inner work and leave the outer plane alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true, isn't it? When we go, we got to go in. Mm -hmm. Well, most people we're taught to, you know, that, the causes out there and that we move around things out there will feel better. They haven't learned yet that the outer is reflecting the frequency that we are sending out. Our energy, our focus creates our experience, not the other way around. And so, so the point of power is within. And that's why the road to power is a book about taking your power back and understanding this power and then starting to control it to create the life that you want to live. I want to say something about taking your power back mm-hmm. because I learned it the hard way. <laughs> Tell us. And I want people to understand this. Well, you know, a lot of times people, you get married and you give your power away. You don't mm-hmm. mean to give your power away, but you just do. Mm-hmm. And it happens. And then, and I had somebody say to me, take your power back. And we give our power away to our kids. We give our power away to our boss. We give our power away to all these different people because they're, what they think about us, we let it affect us. This mm-hmm. is what I've come to realize. <laughs> yeah, very and, wise woman. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. But it took me 60 years to get here, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes, takes most of us a, quite a while to get yeah. there. Yeah. And now, if somebody is disrespectful, or if mm-hmm. somebody's a total jerk, or if somebody's not kind, mm-hmm. 
they don't belong. I don't let them hang out with me anymore. Good. Good and that you. took a long time. And, and can you address it? Because I want people to, to understand this. It's not that I'm a jerk or anything like that. <laughs> talk about this because we give our power. Talk about the power. That's what this whole thing is about. The power. Well, again, if we, if we go back to the beginning, the, the, the basic principle is what you focus your attention on grows in your experience. Mm-hmm. So whatever is going on in front of you, you always have a choice as to how you're going to relate to this person, situation, event. You can you can focus on everything you don't like about a situation and that's a low vibrational frequency and that's what you will attract more of same situation same person same event you can also have a high frequency in other words love appreciation uh personal power healthy boundaries all the good stuff which is a high frequency and that will also form and change what you attract more of and it will determine your experience in the present moment also So that's a really important thing to understand because most people are, we have to understand that we're all conditioned. Uh, We're programmed from childhood with belief systems uh, that we automatically are running our lives and we haven't questioned. But this book is about taking your power back and looking at what is it that I'm using the power of my mind to enhance in my experience, to create what are you yeah. creating right now exactly. yeah exactly. And, you know and let's i wrote down so much stuff here because if you get into all of it poverty is really the failure you say this i want you guys to listen to this poverty is really the failure to recognize the infinite universe as the source of everything mm-hmm. and this if people could understand this there would be no poverty mm-hmm. because the poverty is what People think that they there's lack, but there is no lack. Mm-hmm. There's no but lack. It's, it's also really important to understand that what do we even mean by abundance? So, so, so again, the, the the infinite universe has provided everything to us, right. but. But what we focus our attention on, if we're only interested in material welfare, is that true wealth also? I mean, the fact that you're you're young, you're strong, you're healthy, uh, you have sun, you have air, you have I mean, we have so, so much to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And most of us, again, if we say that the, the vibrational frequency that we have is our point of attraction in the universe. In other words, what we focus our attention on, we attract more of. Right. And so poverty consciousness is not so much that we don't have, but that we're focusing on what we don't have. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you think about you wake up in the morning uh, and you have 10,000 million things you could be grateful for. You know, the sun is shining. I have food in my refrigerator. I can walk. I can talk. I can hear. I can see. And what do we do, we human beings? We focus on the two things in our lives that are not working out for us. And when we know that the the power of your focus is determining what you attract and is determining your life experience, that's not a very intelligent way of, of using the power that has been given to you. Right. So so taking your power back is, first of all, starting to become aware of what you've got going on. Mm-hmm. I coach people every day. People come to me here in Copenhagen or I talk to them on Zoom, wherever they're lo- located in the world. And we always start with that. And most people, when they start 
becoming more aware of what they've got going on here. They're just so shocked at how much negativity they're cycling, recycling. <laughs> so just this awareness of what you're doing, that has to come first. That's the key to taking your power back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energy flows where your attention goes, isn't that? Exactly. exactly. Yes. Well, and I just want to be honest and tell you that I got in a rut like a, last week and I was like, and I talked to um, one of my guests who I've known for a long time. And I was like, I know this. How did, how come I'm so negative right now? Why am I talking so negative? Why did I? And I started to realize that, you know, and everybody gets into these cycles. I mean, I bet there's times where you have to get, catch yourself and go, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. Well, what did I just say? Or what was I just thinking? So I just want you to know nobody's perfect, you guys, right? <laughs> It's true. And I always say that there, there's two steps in this process. You can't, right. you can't change anything that you're not aware of. And most right. of us, we have these conditioned responses. We've been programmed since childhood. We didn't learn any of this stuff in school, as you said. So yeah. just becoming aware of this mechanism is the beginning of awakening and is the beginning of taking your power back. So even if you say, oh, my God, I'm thinking so negative, what's going on? I would celebrate that, too, because that's the where where you have to begin. Yeah, I'm like, because- oh, oh, there, you know, I oh, shouldn't have said that. Why was I talking lack? Well, and you talk so much about affirmations. I, I, mm-hmm. There's so much I want to get through. We got 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> but you talk so much about affirmations. And I just want to. Talk to the audience about this because Mm -hmm. you say, do you know your word is law? Yes. That's what you would really, 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 really change if they stopped up and knew that every word that comes out of your mouth is your affirmation. Just think about it. If you really understand that, what you say, what you speak that is the future you're creating for yourself because that's where your focus is. That's where your power is going. Right. You know, we say that people who complain a lot, they usually have a lot to complain about because if they're they creating more. Exactly. So their, their, their negativity is attracting more negativity. Right. So if you say, oh, that jerk next door or whatever, <laughs> then, <laughs> then it comes right back to you because you've called the guy a jerk and now you become the jerk because you put that energy out in the universe, yes. which you, you want. And so they bring it back to you. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what I do to override some of my mistakes, and I've done it for a long time, I did this <laughs> since I've been in real estate, but you put a lot of affirmations in this book. And yes. I loved your affirmations. There were some in here that I just, you know, and I just want to say a couple if that's okay. Right. Please do. Um, well, one is, um, well, we talk about money and we'll get to that, but you say, I am open and receptive to increasing prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And that comes from, is that Emil? Yeah, I would really, let's, let's just talk about that one again. Okay. That is the okay. best universal affirmation that ever was created. It's, it's, it's a universal mantra. I, unfortunately, it's not, I'm not the one who created it. It, was, it comes from, it was actually in the 1800s, a medical doctor in France. His name is Emile Coué. And he right. had a lot of patients and they had all kinds of sicknesses. And he started to realize that, that there was something deeper going on. And so he created this famous affirmation and it is every day in every way, 
I am getting better and better. It's absolutely brilliant. And his recipe, his prescription for all the people, no matter what the sickness was, that they were going to go home and they were going to say this affirmation out loud with feeling 15 times in a row, three times a day. So that's where you got the 15 times in a row, because I was wondering where that came from. Okay, Okay, so 15 times in the morning when you wake up, every day, in every way, it's brilliant. I am getting better and better. Again, it's really general. It doesn't go into specifics because that usually people have mental arguments, but every day in every way you can whatever you want to, you know, imagine, I am getting better. And so it's also gradual. You can use it wherever you are, but you have to say it with feeling. You can't say every day. It's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be with power. Every day in every way I'm getting better. So, so again, three times a day. So that means in the morning. And if you're at work, for example, and you can't really stand up in the middle of the canteen and say this out loud. So you can go to the bathroom and say it to yourself. Or I say to people, if you're somewhere where you can't say it out loud, then have a little notebook or a journal where you write it 15 times in a row. Well, and then in the evening, again, 15 times in a row. And people's lives have changed. I, I have helped people. There was a guy, for example, who was going to commit suicide and he was so depressed and nothing was working out and he was so desperate. The only thing I gave him was this affirmation and he wrote it down and he had it in his phone and everything. And he did it religiously. And after three weeks, he called me back and he said, what did you do to me, Barbara? I'm so happy. And I met a woman. I'm going to get married and his whole life. And it happened so fast. And this was the only thing, but he did it. A hundred percent. You know, I so. want to say I want to say something. When he did this, you guys, he shifted the energy. Yes, that's the only thing we're talking about. Yeah. So when you do this, you shift the energy. I mean, it's just magnificent. That it. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna. I threw something. Oh, there was a a story in your book. Would you tell the story in your book about the woman who had the operation, <laughs> and then she didn't know she. Yeah, tell that story. She had cancer. Actually, it's not my story. I'm quoting Deepak Chopra in that one. Is that I'm one saying. okay? Well, will you tell yeah. that story? It's kind of. It's pretty. Good. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. A woman was sick, and. She went to the hospital uh, and she thought she had gallstones because she had pains in the side and her daughter took her and they opened her up. Deepak Chopra was along and she had cancer everywhere and there was nothing they could do about it. And so they closed her and they and then he went out afterwards and said the door to the daughter, there's nothing we can do. Your mother has cancer. It has spread everywhere. And the daughter said, please, doctor, don't tell her because then she'll die immediately. And so he didn't. And they sewed her up and she went home. And he did. He expected he would never see this woman again. One year later, she came back for a checkup. You know, she walked into his office and it was like, oh, my God, who is this woman? And she sat down and she said, doctor, after you removed my gallstones, I decided that I would never be sick again. And so then he examined her and everything. And she was totally healthy. She believed that she was totally healthy after that operation, and she was. So it's, I mean, it's stuff like that that, you know, when we understand the power of our belief system, the power of our focus is what we manifest. Yeah. 
It's just, it's crazy. Well, and I want to go back to the affirmations really quickly, because in the Bible, it says in the beginning was the word and Mm -hmm. words are the creative force of the universe alive with power for good or evil. And so we have the power to create whatever we choose. And they're just so powerful. And I just want, and, and I like how you talk in the book because it's true. You say, listen to what other people are saying, because once you start to understand this stuff and you start to listen to people's conversations, well, it's really shocking. Yeah. And and you realize, you know, oh, my gosh, they are totally screwing themselves right now because the way they are speaking, excuse my friend. But that's Mm -hmm. true. It's what it's what happens, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We would be much more careful about what we say if we realize the true power that we possess. So again, saying no to to gossip, saying no to spreading bad news, saying no, again, understanding the power of your words. So again, we come back to in every now situation, you always have a choice. What are you going to focus your attention on? And that comes out in your conversations when you talk to people. If you notice what you're saying, I mean, spreading gossip, for example, or spreading rumors. There's a spiritual community called Findhorn Gardens. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's in the, in the, in the north of England. Okay. And the people who live there, they have a rule that if you want to talk about someone else, you're talking to Jane is talking to Mary. And if suddenly she wants to talk about Susan. The rule is then the other person will say, if you want to talk about Susan, Talk to Susan. Don't talk to me about it. So they, they're not allowed. And then that's what they try to achieve, to talk about other people. So you and I, we can talk to each other. We can share things. But if you want to tell me about your next door neighbor, then I'm supposed to say, yeah, but go and talk to your next door neighbor if you have something there. So so start to notice what we are doing and how much time and energy we are using on things which are not Powerful, yeah. 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 Well, and I love this because you say, say no to gossip, say no to violent, negative mm-hmm. input mm-hmm. from the media. And that's true. You know, I can only watch the news for so long. I okay. like to be informed, but I'm not going to sit there and watch all this r- the ridiculous stuff. Say no to lack. Mm-hmm. Say no to illness. Mm-hmm. I love all that. I think that's great. Um, and then you talk about, and I like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this today because, um, you know, I've talked to the audience. I've had a lot of people on, and this is re- really reprogramming our minds. You know, repro- this is what we pro- this is reprogramming. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about um, the 10 day mental diet that Anthony Robbins talks about. Mm-hmm. And, it's for 10 days, um, you're forbidden to dwell upon any negative <laughs> or unsourced, unresourceful or fearful thought for more than a minute. And if you do think about it for more than a minute, you have to start over. Now, have you done this? It's, it's the most difficult thing to do in the world, this mental diet, because your thoughts are so, they come so fast. They're so, you're so unaware of it most of the time. And actually... This uh, diet that I referred to that Anthony Robbins talks about, it it originated with Emmett Fox. I don't know if you've ever heard of Emmett Fox. It's a book called Power Through Constructive Thinking. And he has the original version, which was the seven-day mental diet. But anyway, whatever version you're looking at, the principle is 
We cannot control the thoughts that arise. They arise automatically. But when you are aware that you're having a negative thought, in other words, critical, unproductive, I said cruel, whatever. Or thinking about something bad from the past that happened. Exactly, that's a negative thought. So in other words, anything, but again, you can't control the fact that thoughts arise. Yeah, but but your power lies in, am I going to go into this thought? Am I going to dwell on it? Or am I going to brush it off and move on to something else? That's what the mental diet is about, just so we understand what we're talking about. But even that is really, really difficult. I would say if you can do it for a day or two, fantastic. It's a good place to start. But the thing that happens when we try to do this is, again, we come back to this, you become so aware of the thought stream in your mind and what directions you go in. And by becoming aware of it, you can take your power back and say, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to go down that pathway. I'm going to choose love instead. Right. And that's where the power of now comes in. That's where being present comes in. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's that's why everybody says live in the present moment, because when you do, then those negative thoughts can't come in because you're here, you're not back there or you're not ahead. Absolutely. But that really, that really takes being awake. That takes awareness to be able to do what you're just, that's why it's so difficult because we're most of the time walking around in a dream and it's just this automatic responses. If you start to notice, you will see that you pretty much think the same thing over and over, over and over again, whatever it was you were dwelling on or worrying about yesterday, if you don't make an effort to switch your focus, you'll probably dwell on it and worry about it today, too. Right. And so you're creating a lot of momentum. It's really important to understand that we have mental habits. Mm-hmm. And, and a they, lot of these come from childhood, from programming. And they from all come from little. Childhood. They all come from. Yeah. And you talk about that. Well, I want to, a couple of things, Gus, we, there's a few more things I want to talk about here. One is you say reprogram in alpha. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted you to touch on that because I was interested in that. So when you're meditating, um, that's the time to what? Think about. That's a chance when you get to refocus and reprogram yourself. In other words, usually uh, our brain waves when we're awake, it's in beta. It's right. the, but, but when we relax, when we daydream, when we meditate, when right before we fall asleep or right when we wake up, the brain waves are slower. They're in alpha. And we have found out, studies show that when you're in alpha, you have contact with your subconscious programming because all of these mental habits, they are subconscious programs that just, they're running on automatic. They're just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And but when you're in alpha, you can you can try to re you can start reprogram. In other words, you can envision, for example, visualization, affirmation, a new a new situation, a new program, a new way of dealing with things. Or example, if you're something with your health, uh, you can envision your body strong and healthy. You can see your every cell in your body filled yeah. with light. You know all of these things. I am an infinite being. I'm not subject to that. I'm only subject to what I hold in mind. So there you have an opportunity to work on it. And there is a chapter in the book where I talk about reprogramming yourself in yes. alpha. 
Yes. Well, and really quick, you touched on affirmation um, visualizations mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm really big on visualizations. And um, if you can see it in your mind's eye, that means you've already created it. That's how mm-hmm. I think about it. And so visualization is really big mm-hmm. and it, it's nothing to, you know, between your words and your thoughts and your feelings, you know, no mm-hmm. people don't talk about your feelings, but the power of thought the power of your words and how do you feel that mm-hmm. also goes out into the universe. It's a combination. And I just feel I mean, like again, we're, we're talking about your vibrational frequency. Yeah. If you think about that, every human being has a vibrational frequency that they're vibrating on. And each one of us, we're kind of like a radio tower and we're sending the signal out to the universe. And because of law of attraction, you attract people, situations, circumstances that match your frequency. So people who have a high frequency and the highest frequency is love and gratitude, uh, enthusiasm, passion, all of these good feeling things. That's a very high frequency. So when you're on that level, when you focus your attention on all the things that you're grateful, right? You, you, You attract more good stuff. It's just the way it works. And if you're grumpy and complaining and always focusing on every little thing that doesn't please you, that's a very low frequency. And so then you will attract more things that match your grumpiness. I say that people who complain a lot, they usually have a lot to complain about because they because of their frequency, they attract more of it. Yeah, so stop to it. Yeah. So so understanding this mechanism is the key to freedom and it's also the key to turning your life around. I agree. I want to say something about family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because people just because somebody's in your family doesn't mean that you have to hang out with them or talk to them or no. be them. because there's a lot of people who let family members influence their lives and because they're family if they weren't family members they may have cut them out mm-hmm. but because they're family members they allow this them is, to this do is what i call the myth, myth of family it overrides in many instances common sense which is yes. respect healthy boundaries but because it's family members you go along with it and that doesn't serve anyone Right. Unfortunately, that, that I mean, I coaching people every day, a lot of dysfunctional families, they don't have healthy boundaries. They don't have respectful conversations. So 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 I agree with you that it's important to understand that even though people are your family, you still have to look at the situation. Is this positive, helpful? Yeah. All of that good stuff. It also applies in families. Yeah. Is it bringing me joy? Is it even exchange of energy? Now, Mm -hmm. here's what I want. Here's what I've learned recently. When Mm -hmm. you say no, I I won't put up with that type of behavior, Mm -hmm. no matter who it's from, whether it's a friend or a coworker or Mm -hmm. even a partner. When you say no, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, I'm not going to deal with that type of behavior. I I Mm -hmm. demand respect. What Mm -hmm. happens is the universe picks up on that. Mm -hmm. And because you've changed your frequency. Yes, it's true. And now you'll have people on a higher level, like you were talking about, come into your life. And those people who are on the lower frequency, who were (laughs) like 
dragging you down to their level are no longer around you because they don't fit. nobody can nobody can drag you down to their level if you don't that's, allow that's right that's right i love it i love it well that's the other thing is the paradox here is when you treat yourself with love and respect when you yes. appreciate yourself your frequency changes and it's really interesting people attract more relationships that are respectful But where if you're a people pleaser and a doormat and you don't say no and you don't have healthy boundaries, then you attract those kind of situations. So it all hangs together, all of this. It really really does. does. It's really interesting. I realized that. And so all this. Yeah, it's all connected for you. I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's one of my downfalls. I don't know about the audience and I don't know about you, but you talk about the power of secrecy, secrecy. And you say, keep your mouth shut as much as possible. Keep your focus. And this is, I'm going to be honest. I'm always like, ooh, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I'm going to do that. And I have to learn to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) My advice, my advice and what I have learned is that, yeah, it's not that you can't share things with people, but especially when you have a new uh, idea or- Yeah, you're excited. Yeah, Right. It's very, very, very dangerous to share it with too many people because they you don't want their input. You don't want their, you know, oh, you'll never do that or that's not good or they believe this or that. It brings your energy down. So I always say to people in the beginning when you have a new, it's like giving birth to a child, you know, for, for nine months, it's in there in secret. I said that you keep it secret until it's manifested enough and firm enough in your consciousness that you can take good care of whatever it is you're doing. So, so again, keeping our mouths shut is a really, really important thing to do on the road to power. No, I love that you put it in there. And I was like, Oh, I got to pay attention to that one. Talk about the power of money. And this is so true because you say, and I, you know, I pulled this out because I know, most people in the audience feel this way, have, have been programmed. You say most people have negative programs about money. Um, and But money is just a symbol of energy. Because when we were growing up, my mom and dad says money don't grow on trees. You all of that know. stuff. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff we were taught. All of that stuff. But I mean, again, if you think about money as a symbol, as you say, of energy, which is what it is, it's an exchange. And so when you have good energy, you attract more good energy. So we still come back to that, whether it's your job or your neighbor or, you know, your business or whatever, that is not the source of your uh, prosperity. It's the channel through which prosperity comes to you. So, so understanding that all the wealth in the world belongs to me because I'm here now, everything is available to us, but because we have such limited ideas about what we can have, what we can achieve, we tend to push things away from us, but I'm not just talking about material things. It's, it's important to understand that material things are just one, one manifestation but there's love, there's joy, there's creativity, there's artistic expression, there's moving. I mean, so so what are we even talking about when we say all the wealth in the world belongs to me? So, so again, unlimited access we actually have, but we be, we we block it because we 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 close the channels by thinking that that won't come to me. So I would highly recommend that you that you start people start to look at. 
their programming around prosperity, actually. Yeah, I wrote this down. I'm going to read it. This is from your book. Okay. <laughs> if you want to change your life, stop talking about lack. Mm-hmm. Refuse to listen to people who complain about lack. Mm-hmm. Don't think negative thoughts about your financial situation, about the money in your bank account or your debts. I love this part. I'm going to do this. Regard every bill that it's a sign that somebody trusted you. <laughs> Isn't that a good thing? That's yeah, a good thing. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So instead of thinking, oh, there's the water bill, think, oh, look, they knew I was going to pay this. <laughs> they sent it to me. <laughs> But you can also, you can also, there are some other techniques in there, like the law of tenfold return. If you think about everything that you share and give, whether it's something material or words of praise or help and support, that you also claim your tenfold return. In other words, that everything that you give out, you're expecting because that's the way the universe works. It comes right. back to you. So so when you give love and support to a friend, you can claim your tenfold return. Or you can think about it more consciously. It's a kind of a neat exercise to do, thinking about the law of tenfold return. So in other words, that there's an infinite amount of energy, and we are forming the energy with our thoughts. And because our thoughts are so limiting, we are limiting the good that can come to us, which is not very smart. Well, let me ask you about this, because, um, you know, I've always heard, you know, put the affirmation out there and know the universe is going to send it and quit doing it over and over, which is which is proper. Do you keep doing it every day or do you just put it out there and know you're going to get it? What do you think? Well, again, if you have a, a deep enough realization that you're going to get it, but that's not the case for most people. So right. Repetition is important because that's the reprogramming. Okay. So I I usually say to people, pick a few good affirmations that really speak to you where you are. And and besides the general one of every day and every way, that one every one of us can do. Right. But besides that, pick a few that are speaking to what your situation is and keep on doing it. Right. But you have to realize that you have to do it with feeling. There's no success without the feeling. You can't just say stuff because if you're just saying it and you're not really believing it, nothing's going to happen. Well, that's true. And that's, you know, where people don't get this stuff. You have to feel it. It's the feel. It's not just the words. That's what I was talking about before. It's Mm -hmm. the feeling you have to know in your heart and soul Mm -hmm. that it's Mm -hmm. yours. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, that's what I think about that. You also talk about you have a chapter on the power of the joyful giver. And you were just talking Mm -hmm. about that. And you say, wish for others what you would wish for yourself. Mm -hmm. Quite simple, actually. It is. But, people don't do it. But it's also, again, what you give out, you get back. So, I mean, it's actually the law of karma, you could say. So wishing for others. In other words, sometimes people have this thing, you know, that they're jealous of somebody's success or they, 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 they're envious of this or that. That's not a good strategy. Uh, so, so wish for others what you wish for your success. I mean, that's, again, the, the infinite abundance. There's enough room for all of us. Well, so your your success is is a good thing. I wish for your success. And that doesn't take away from my success. So, I mean, again, so to have that generosity of spirit, you could say, that's a sign of a high frequency that you know that there's this infinite intelligence. There's this yeah. infinite abundance. There's and plenty for all of us. Yeah. Exactly. You trust yeah. it. 
I mean, look at you. You're beautiful. You got a. I mean, I can see behind you have a lovely house. You've got th this program where you share good information with people. Just think about all the good stuff that you're doing every day yeah. and focus on that. And then more will come to you. Yeah. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful <laughs> for all of that. I'm grateful for all the guests like yourself who come on the show. And I tell God that I'm like, God, thank you for all the people that you send to me. Cause sometimes I get in my, my mood too, but yeah. Um, I want to talk about the power of no age. <laughs> we got about 15 more minutes and this is big. And I, I'm going to put myself out there. I can remember being a kid and mm -hmm. seeing my grandma. And, and I kept thinking to myself, I don't want to get old like that. I don't want to be old like that. Mm -hmm. Isn't that terrible to be a kid? But then I started to realize as I grew, I started to look at stuff. I have to tell you this because it, it's true. I would look at my older sister and she would dress like my mom. Mm -hmm. And my older sister is no longer with us. God bless her. But she would dress like my mom. But it made her look older. And I started to realize on my own, kind of, that people age themselves. Again, if we, if we go back to the nature of reality and what's really going on here. All right. And I ask you this question. Who would you be if you didn't know your age? Right. How old would I be? Yeah. Because yeah. you start to notice what's going on. Aging, the whole aging idea is a program. I know. And we, have, we have this idea, you know, that people, when you're in your 20s, you're, you act a certain way. And when you're in your 30s, then you're like this. And when you're in your 40s, you're like this. And when you're in 50s, you're like this. And when you, and so every one of these age boxes, we put people in them. And if uh -huh. you didn't know your age, if you didn't actually know your age, it's like our age is part of our identity. So if you don't know your age, you would actually be at a loss of how to act. Am I 19? Am I 25? Am I 95? I mean, if you think about I'm sorry, but if you didn't know, you would just, you would be who you are. You would just be exactly. your, You would just be like, it was exactly. Uh, authentic. So, I, I mean, I, I, for example, on principle because of this, and I've written all this stuff about it, I refuse to tell people my age because I know if I tell you I'm 45, then you have a certain picture of me. Yeah. If I tell you I'm 55, then you have a different picture of me. If I tell you I'm 65, you go, oh my God, she's really old. You have a different picture of me. So I don't want to tell people my age, not because, I mean, I would be happy to tell you my age, but I know that it puts you in a box and it gives you an identity. And, and then the other thing that's really important about this, the power of no age, is to understand that scientists have proven we have this idea about things growing older, decaying. That's what we mean by aging. But the cells of our body, they are renewing themselves all the time. And in fact, we get like a new liver or a new stomach. Every three or four months, we get the body is totally renewing itself all the time. So what is it about the physical body that actually grows old? So the whole, the whole idea about aging is completely screwy. And then there's another thing if we really start to notice reality. If you look at, for example, somebody in their 50s, there are certain people in their 50s that are just so healthy and robust and beautiful and young and whatever, feisty. And then there's other people also in their 50s who are old and decrepit and sick. And I mean, so what does aging have to do with it? 
No, well, here's the thing. It's all in your mind because I don't think I'm as old as I am. And so I'll just tell you this. Oh God, I hope I don't get in trouble. (laughs) I went to this event and there was all these older, well, I guess there were women my age, but I don't look my age. So I was like, I didn't go back because they all acted their age. Of that age that they've given themselves anyway. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I always say I'm fit as a fiddle. Good. I get up Keep in the up. morning and I say, I am fit as a fiddle. I am strong. That's a good fiddle. affirmation. I like that. I'm you like that? Yeah. And that came to me one day and I've been saying it for a while, but I love how you say bless your body. Mm-hmm. Because it's something I don't do. And I don't think a lot of people do that. And when you bless your body, it really does make a difference. Talk a little bit about this. So again, so we come back to again, the power of our focus and attention. Again, as I said, when you wake up in the morning, if you focus on the two things about your body that you don't like, or where you have an ache or a pain, you put your attention on and what you focus your attention on grows. So therefore, it's so important. I mean, if you think about it, no matter what's going on, think of all the things you can do. You can see, you can hear, you can walk, you can talk, you can digest your food, your lungs are working, your heart is beating. I mean, what's wrong with you? So, So again, so focusing your attention on that you're a body of light, that you are filled with light and love and that the cells in your body are strong and healthy and they are renewing themselves all the time. So again, the amazing intelligence of the body. Yeah. Focus on that. You know, I want to bring up really quickly. um, There's a lot of people who are on a lot of medications. Uh, They're on pain medications. They're on this medication. They're on that medication. I can remember seeing, you know, older people with all these medications lined up with these little boxes with all these different pills because they didn't know what to take when. And oh my gosh. And uh, I've got this and I've got that. And all they talk about is what they have. And I just feel like it's just a whole programming that our society has in order to enhance the pharmaceutical industry. It is. And to keep to keep it all all the money rolling. And there's also I mean also if you just know the placebo effect. I mean if you understand that Yeah, you know, is that you give 10, 10 people, they all have the same illness, and you give half of them uh, uh, this so called medicine and the other half the sugar pill, and they don't yeah. know what they're getting. As the two groups, the one who had the placebo, it's the same amount of people in each group that'll get better, and then the ones who won't get better. So, so I, again, I had a health center with my husband for many years in downtown Copenhagen where we did, you know, cooking classes and healthy dieting and we, we, we prescribed food and some oh. people got better and some people didn't got better. And that sort of got me on the track of this, the road to power that there is another factor and that is the power of the mind, the power of our beliefs. And so I also say to everyone, don't give your power away to your body. You take control of your body. That's Oh, I love that. I love control that you, you know, I'm an infinite being. I'm not subject to all this stuff. I choose to love myself. I choose to focus on everything that I can do. And what you focus your attention on grows. So one of the worst things people can do is to go to the doctor or to go online. I always say to people when they come to me, don't Google it. Don't Google no. it. No, then they start like, diagnosing themselves. It's exactly. crazy. And they, get, they get all these scary stories and they hear all this stuff. And then it's like, kill me now. You know, it's like, 
No, it's true. It's true. I had a, I went to the doctor a couple months back and my thyroid was off and she said, Oh, you're borderline diabetic. And I said, I'm not going to be diabetic. My mom was diabetic. My grandma was diabetic. My sister's got a diabetic clinic. I said, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not going to get that. And she says, well, I'm going to mark it right. I won't mark it down yet. So the next time I went to the doctor, she's like, Oh, all your levels are perfect. Good. And so I said, good, yeah, you know, because that's yeah. a good example, exactly, that you made up your mind that I'm an infinite being and this does not apply to me. I reject and I it. I started watching my sugar and I started, I changed, I stopped drinking Gatorade and I started working out more and I went back because I thought, I'll be darned. I mean, I was angry. I was like, I'll be darned if I get that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I will not. So I just want to say to people, you don't have to. It's exactly what you're saying. You go there and they tell you this doomsday story and they want to give you these pills. And dude, they don't help you cure the situation or the core issue. No, again, if we if we go back to cause and effect, the body is not the cause. The body is the effect of your vibrational frequency. The body is reflecting what you're focusing your attention on. And it's the superstition of materialism to believe that the body has power over you. You have power over your body, but you have to consciously take it back. And that means not Googling things, not believing all of these things and making no. up your mind. You have a mind of your own. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel. Sorry. I was like, oh, um, the last thing I want to say before uh we get out of here. You say here, thought is the key to your destiny. Mm -hmm. It is. That's what we're talking. We've been talking about for a whole hour. Actually, I would like to just say to your listeners that I'm giving away a free ebook, which is oh. called the mental laws, understanding the way the mind works. Okay. And that is, is a short version of the road to power. Yes. So the, ba the basic principles if you would like to have a sort of a sample of what I do and what these books are about, the ebook, the free ebook, you can get it on our website. Okay. So okay. my website is www.beamteam.com. B-E-A-M-T-E-A-M.com. We're the Beam Team because we're here to beam you up. <laughs> I love it. I'll put it on the comments. Please do because I would really like to share that that free ebook with your listeners. I would that I think it's fabulous. And thank you. That's really nice of you to do that. The information in here is invaluable. Thank you, Nancy. It's true. Well, I know it's true. The road to power. You help me. I mean, it was like, oh, oh, got to do this. Got to do that. The road. To and again, there's another I just like to show you there's another edition that's out. In the, there's there's many different editions. It has different covers. Is this the new one that I this have? Is the latest edition. The latest this one. So if you're going to. You wrote this in what, 2018? No, no, this is written many years ago. So it's been out for a while. So so that's why there's so, there's, I think there's five different editions of it in the U.S. Uh, this is another edition of it. Uh, this is another edition of it. Oh, my God. Another, so so oh again, the, God. the different publishers have taken it over. But the latest one, and it's on Amazon, you can get it everywhere, is this one. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come Thank back. You. We've got another book. You're going to come back again and visit, aren't you, Barbara? <laughs> I'll be One more time. I hope so. Minute. I hope so. I'll be Bye. most happy. Thank you so much. And keep spreading the word and keep up the good work. So thank you from the bottom of my heart.
You're welcome. Hey, you guys, if you want an angel reading, go to my website. If you want to see my new messages from Archangel Gabriel, I've got a new one up there. All the podcasts are on the website, nancyyearout.com, and all the shows are up there. So, um, you know, thanks for all the support. I really appreciate it. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Everyone take care and God bless.